0: Hello and welcome to the new Formula 1 podcast by Rogue Opinions with myself, Rhys Saunders. Joining me is a fr- is a friend of mine who loves Formula 1 as much as I do, a person I've met, and a person you've heard on Route One. It is Luke Horton. Hello, sir. How are you?
1: Morning, mate. I'm not too bad. How's yourself?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Um, perfect race to talk about, let's be honest. We oh. <laughs> not landed a much better one, could we? It's been, it's been spot on. It bloody was, it was, it mean, it's, first and foremost, it's nice to have Formula 1 back.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it's it's been much needed. Uh, I've had sort of, how long's it been since the last race? not even been that long. But I've just yeah, been sat here twiddling my thumbs waiting for something to watch. Because I'm not really a football guy, I'm not really a rugby guy. So this, this is this is my jam. Yeah, I've been waiting for it.
0: Yeah, no. no I completely agree with that. I mean, it was what well, it was what, December, the last race, and it's only been three months, if that three months, and when it comes to all the liveries are coming out, me and you were sending them into the Discord chat to go in, Oh, I can't wait, it's getting closer, it's getting closer and then it's when More and happened, more
1: excited as we got closer and closer. I couldn't wait. You <laughs> really
0: did. I remember I was in a uh, so Friday, uh, when practice started, I was shopping. So I was, I was shopping and I checked my phone and I had a notification come through on Sky Sports saying that our oh, practice begins in an hour. And I messaged Luke straight away and I went, it's fucking here. It's, it's coming.
2: Luke, it's coming.
0: It's <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's finally here. And Luke replied with, calm down. Calm, yeah, calm down. down, dear.
1: <laughs> the back of my head, I'm still thinking this could still be really crap. Like... <laughs> He's getting okay. really excited here, and I've been burnt before, so.
0: <laughs> no, I completely agree. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get on to okay. So we'll, we'll talk about winter tested, which mm-hmm. wasn't really in the winter, because it was in a desert, which was scorching hot, yeah. and um, so so for this season, obviously because it was a condensed season, last season didn't they get much testing. This season they got three days. At the the secure, uh Grand Prix don't Circuit, very very don't
1: get that decision at all uh, for me. But nevertheless,
0: I think it's because how many races they've got this season, and but then again though the reason I, the next Grand Prix isn't until the eighteenth of April. So what they could have done is had another three days tested between this Grand Prix mm. uh, between this Grand Prix and the next one. So they could have had another couple of days tested because. Um, I mean, look at it, a lot of driver changes obviously, we're just, we're just going to race through them Ricardo's gone to McLaren from Renault Alonso's back uh, at Alpine uh, that they were Renault, Sainz has gone to Ferrari Vettel's gone to Aston Martin a <laughs> whole um, <all> new <laughs> driver lineup up at uh, Haas with Nick Schumacher and another dude um, No, no, that's
1: Nikita
0: Mazepin we can yes, Nikita talk about him <laughs> oh we will we will and also big, big big one for me and the one that I'm really most excited about was Sergio Perez at Red Bull
1: mm, Checo at Red Bull
0: absolutely I mean because let's be honest when I mean, you look at it 2012 Checo had a run uh, a big team uh, replace, uh, I mean I felt for him at this point replacing Lewis Hamilton at, uh, so 2013 yeah. sorry
2: yeah
0: uh, didn't really work out for him fair play to rebuild his career though
1: he he, fully deserves the seat. Um, mm-hmm. It's a shame that it's it's at the expense of Alex, because I think he deserves the seat. I think he deserved more of a run at it. But yeah, I, he's he's more than deserving of the seat. I mean, just look at just look at yesterday, and you can you can see that that there's a clear there's a gap in quality between what we were seeing from Alex last season and what we saw from Checo yesterday. Mm-hmm. he needs to I mean, he needs to step it up in qualifying but that race pace was unbelievable
0: I mean you look at it he's always been good at, as I said on the Sunday I mean I, I remember watching one race of his this was years ago this was I think this is one of his first races for Sabre where everyone I mean, it was at Malaysia and everyone thought tyres of falling apart they had to do two or three stops Perez does one did yeah. one stop and done his, I think he like, right, like, pitted at lap 12 or something like that and he went to the end of, on End of the race on his tyres. Unfortunately, he got disqualified because there was a, there was something wrong with his floor. It was legal, but he showed there that he had the maturity and the yeah. to, to, and the good race pace. And then, and let's be honest, he's a Formula One. He's a Formula One race winner as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, he deserved that chance. yes, I think Albon was very unfortunate. However, I know this might say not not like a lot to people, but to be. Roughly 0.8 seconds off your teammate is... It's like four years of Formula 1. It's like it's Mild, so
1: far. Over the course it, of a race, it's huge.
0: It, it really is. And I, I like Alex Albon. Um, yeah. But yeah I, I, I mean, personally, if I was looking at AlphaTauri, I'd rather have Pierre Gasly. I think Pierre Gasly is one of the most improved drivers on the grid. Absolutely fantastic driver.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll... I'll... I'll talk a little bit more about his race mm. when we get to talking about the race, uh, because I think there is a little bit to unpack there. But yeah, he's a talent. He's deserving of the seat. I don't want him to have the seat over Checo at the minute.
0: No, I've got, I've, I personally, I don't think we see Gasly in Red Bull at all. And it's unfortunate because you look at him. Unfortunately, he's not going to get to Mercedes. He's he's not going to get to Red Bull. Possibly could get to Ferrari, but it's a very very long shot. The biggest team he could possibly go to is Aston Martin, and it's it's unfortunate for him. Mm. Um, Because yeah, I I do feel from that regard. But no, so as I said though, so winter testing three days. um, Red Bull looked. Dominant in testing, uh, they, they they led all the sessions. for Stappen, um looking very good. Mercedes struggling a little bit with the with the car. McLaren looking very good. Um, the back end on that Mercedes
1: over testing. I know they they shifted some balance um, for the race and for qualifying, but in testing the thing looked unstable. It looked. It looked like no one had driven it before testing at all. (laughs) Uh,
0: Bottas suffered more than Hamilton.
1: Yeah, I think Hamilton Hamilton had the more headline grabbing issues. Yeah. Um, So, sort of spinning out, heading into a hot lap, things like that. I mean, people are, there's people out there that are going to jump on anything that Hamilton potentially messes up with, aren't they? But. yeah, he seems to have the more attention-grabbing issues. But, yeah, over the course of testing, I think Bottas had the worst of it.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. But then, I mean, let, let, so we, 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 we saw that Red Bull dominated. Well, not, they dominated over testing. And I know me and you were having this conversation going, oh, God, is a Mercedes sandbagging? Are they sandbagging? Are they, sandbagging? Are they getting, are they lulling us to a full sense of security?
1: Oh, Reese, this this is your opportunity, mate. This This can be my little segment of this week's show. This is the Reese. Do you need to apologise to Luke because Luke was right, our?
0: But, um, we'll, we'll get into why you were right in a minute, uh, my friend. Um,
2: <laughs> right, no, uh.
0: I will. I will, apolo- will apologise in appropriate timing, sir. Um, so, I mean, I said that. I, I, I mean, we, we both did think that. We both did think Mercedes were sandbagging at, at some point, and then I still think I we was. get. Oh, I see. I do not think so. As you, as you pointed out, though, with the issues that we're having, and then, um, and then it come out on Friday. So we, we get to we get to uh, practice, and it come out on Friday that Mercedes mm. have. Uh, found a new aero package they brought it to the race they updated the rear of the car so it it was more planted and then but it didn't really make a chance a a, a difference because you look at it in all three practice sessions max verstappen was light years ahead of
1: the mercedes i mean you look at it i think that says more to the setup of the red bull than it does the mercedes that red bull is planted this year yeah that that Red Bull looks like me or you could get in it and get it round that course. It, it <laughs> looks smooth as hell. Nikita Mazepin would still spin it around. Mazepin would still spin uh, a wall. He
0: would. But no, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, you look at them, but Let's be honest. On the grid, Red Bull do have the greatest aerodynamic engineer of all time in my in my hmm. opinion, with Adrian it I mean. Let, let's be honest, Vettel won four world titles, not because of, you know, the, the engine and shit like that. No, it was because of Adrian Newey designed that car in the downforce era, and it was incredible.
1: Dominant, wasn't it? Absolutely dominant. I mean, are we are we approaching that again? Or do we think it's going to closer this year? I mean, but
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I mean, but it, it, it does, it looks exciting. I mean, you look at me, the perfect example of FP2 was, FP2 is... <clears throat> Sorry, it was a perfect example for qualifying in the race because it was the only one that's at night time, and they were four tenths quicker mm. than Mercedes. Yeah, and four, four tenths is incredible in Formula One. Huge. <coughs>
1: Absolutely huge. It is. You're in. You're into that territory of saying that that car is dominant. You know, in a straight race, that Red Bull would run rings around any other car on the circuit.
2: Mm-hmm. Luckily. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Luckily, I mean, we'll get on to it when we get to the race, but the tactics made yesterday an unbelievable race. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, I was I was gripped from lap one to lap mm. 56. I really was. But um, so, yeah, we get to, <coughs> we get to qualify. um, so qualifying for the mm. first race of the uh, 2021 Formula One season, as I said, in... Um, in sakia i do like sakia it's grown on me as a track it really has
1: i i never liked it and then i drove it uh, not in real life obviously <laughs> uh, but on formula one 2019 formula one 2020 it's it's a nice circuit for driving there's there's a good mix you've got your you've got your high speed straights and you've got your nice really low speed corners um one of those six there's not a great deal of medium-speed cornering. You know, a lot of it is you're either flat out sort of through sector two till you get to your really slow section before the straight,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: you're running very, very low-speed corners, like at the back end of sector two before the straight. And that's where these cars thrive. That's where they perform at their best. The sorts of medium-speed cornering, that Tilka seems to want to put in every circuit is designing. These cars aren't designed for that. That's not where yeah. they run at their optimal. And that's why you don't get the overtaking. You don't get those break points going from high speed to low speed. You get so nothing. Um, which is why I'm worried about the Jetta Grand Prix, looking at that circuit, because there's a lot of high speed to medium speed and medium speed to low speed. You're not getting those overtaking opportunities. But, that's much of a muchness. That's for later in the season. I'll bitch about that later. Um, <laughs> i got a lot of things to say about that Grand Prix. Um, uh, but, oh, so have yeah, I, but we might find ourselves in bags. Is, is it preferable <laughs> to being in lockdown and stuck in this bedroom, potentially? Um, yes. Point, <laughs> pre- pre-holiday to Jeddah and come back in bits. Well, um, <laughs> I think the circuit the circuit's grown on me and I think it's grown on me because I've driven it and I can see the appeal of it now from a driver's perspective yeah I, mean, don't, I think, yeah I don't think they'd say a lot negative about a circuit anyway but you don't hear any drivers really saying oh this circuit you know I can't get the best out of the car here the most they've got to complain about is sand or headwind
2: yeah.
1: uh, and I think we saw yesterday that actually the headwind was exactly what we needed because it Uh, promotes so much overtaking.
0: It it did. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, you look at the only time I've seen them complain about this track is when, I think it was 2000 and I think it's 2010, maybe when it was the two minute laptop uh, lap, um, Mm. track where it was just, honestly, I was, I remember watching that Grand Prix and I was just there going, why are F1 cars lapping in two minutes? They shouldn't be doing this and f- thankfully they changed it and from then it's been better and also I pretty good i mean i I've, I've got it on uh f1 2020 and honestly it's one of the most enjoyable tracks of drive around yeah. um and it, it, i mean the, I, I like the second sector i like that that you got know, the uh the left hand i think it's turn 10. Uh, so it's you've got yeah it's beautiful because if you hit that perfectly yeah, as, you, as you saw, yeah, as you see in the race state, we you hit that perfectly, the tracks you get off the apex, it's so incredible. That, sli- that slingshot is, is incredible.
1: And also, uh, yesterday, with, with where the wind was, you're getting, you're getting a hell of a tailwind going into that straight, and then you're getting a hell of a headwind going into the other one, uh, which is why you weren't really seeing that much overtaking on that straight, uh, because everyone was getting a bit of a tailwind. And then you get round sector three, you turn back onto the main straight, and Oh, like, anyone with DRS, I mean, they were saying yesterday on the on the uh, commentating crafty he's saying you get, you know, 12-mile-an-hour mile boost. I'd say you were getting more than that, letting 20. that headwind go through that DRS gap. I mean, they uh, were, they were uh, uh, Yeah, I'd
0: say 20. 20-mile-an-hour 20 maximum you probably get out of there. That was incredible. Um,
2: and anyway, it, it, it really was...
0: Yeah, yeah, so, so qualify, yeah. So, we, uh, so in Q1, um, knocked out in Q1 was the Hasses and Nikita Mazapin and Mick Schumacher. Mazapin um, spinning twice, uh, which cost Sebastian Vettel. Um, so Vettel um, had to slow down uh, for the uh, for the yellow flags. Uh, but then Vettel was demoted to the back of the group because apparently he didn't yeah, slow down.
1: Here's the question then did he slow down or was that his race pace?
0: What would you say? I, I, th- I think for me he was very harshly judged by the stewards.
1: I think he did slow down. I think I think if you drive a lap that doesn't improve on your pre or come close to improving on your previous time, how can you then be judged as to having not slowed down for yellow flags when you were believed to be on a flyer? you, mm. you can't you can't have one and not the other.
0: No, I mean, but he got apparently he got done again in the second sector or the third sector because I think Ocon span and uh, I think I think it was Ocon or someone else span and that cost him as well again. So that, that's what got him to the back of the grid. Mm. But the bad look of Sebastian Vettel just doesn't seem to be going doesn't away. Stop. It doesn't... I was thinking, right, Sebastian Vettel, new team, um, Aston Martin, Formula Racing, put looked really good last season. Hopefully, we get to see the Vettel of old come back. I and mean, we he's not going to win races, but I want to see the, the Sebastian Vettel that would fight and could drive the, the, the socks off a car. And unfortunately, it just...
1: It, it's carried with him. I mean, mm. getting caught out. We got to see the battling. We at least got to see the battling, mostly because of where he ended up qualifying. He had to battle. Uh, yeah. I mean, him and Alonso yesterday was, was lovely, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. But I just think whether it's because Stroll is driving a car that he's now driven for is it a couple of years, Yeah, year, a couple of years, um, yeah. and Vettel stepping into a team or what, but there just seems to be that little bit of a... I think he's still in the bedding-in period with a new car. Um I think it'll take it'll take a couple of races before we can say either either Vettel just does not gel with this car, or actually he's, he's picked up what he's doing. And look at look at the turn of fortune; he's, he's starting to get back into battling in the middle middle pack. He shouldn't yeah. he shouldn't be in a position after qualifying where he's got to overtake two horses going into turn one. No, it, it that's not where he should be, and that's not where that car's capable of being.
0: No, it isn't I mean you look at it, um Artmar Nishman said it. I can't, I can't I can't say his last name. Artmar, like yes. No sh-, 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 sh uh he, he said though the fact that they've had to redesign that car because obviously, you know, there was a lot of issues with the pig Mercedes. Let's it was the pink Mercedes. So yeah. they've had to redesign it and I mean, they're not, they're nowhere near as quick as they were last season. Let, 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 let's be frank, they're, they're not. And we've
1: gone we've gone from battling with McLaren to there being a clear golfing quality between the two cars.
0: Yeah, I think they're battling Alpine this season. I think that's their that's their their level. But
1: yeah, and I think well, I think <laughs> they're a new, you know what is it's not a new team, but is a new team. I think that's a good place to be. That's not. You know, it's not disparaging against them. It's just a shame that this is probably reflective of where they would have been if they'd not just pinched a hell of a lot of Mercedes ideas from the year before. I
0: mean, but let's be honest. If we was in that position and that that loophole was there to be exploited.
1: Take you would it, take it every change. single time.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, OK, I'm not going to copy the most dominant car ever in Formula One.
1: Hmm. And the you see people like Christian Horner, who, let's face it, he likes to stir the pot, you know, it doesn't make him a bad person per se. He does like to stir the pot a bit. He does like to go and speak to the stewards about things, as is his right. If he'd spotted that loophole, do we think for one second we wouldn't have been seeing a more Mercedes-inspired Red Bull?
0: Um, yes, because I, I don't think we, like, I don't think Adrian Newey would do that. That's the thing. I think Newey Newey's set in his designs. They're all every Red Bull he's made is very similar, mm. and uh, I, I, that's why I, I don't think that we would have saw that thing because Newey's. I wouldn't say honourable in that regard, but it, I, I think because it, it would have gone against everything he's designed. Because if you look at the Red Bull, the Red Bull's the nose is a lot higher than the Mercedes. Mercedes is the circular nose at the front and it drops down. Whereas Red Bull's, is, it's, it's like a forked nose. Like There's that little scoop in the middle. So, And it, it, it works for them. So I, I don't think Newey would have gone against that. But yeah, Christian, Horner, Chris, Christian Horner does piss me off. The fact that he always does this, he goes, mm, 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 they
1: did this and they did that. That's that's the point. That's the, that's what the okay. rules are there for. True, that's... but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, You see, I, I can I, I can I get it because I think if I were in the same position I'd be doing exactly the same thing. You would because you've got to take every little inch that you can take until yeah. you've made yourself a mile. So Like, every every little, every tenth or every position being given back that they can get and they can exploit, you would do that. I would be sitting every race watching what the other teams are doing. Every time I see one of their cars looking and saying, is there anything here that they're doing that they shouldn't be doing? Because I know that my team's doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if other people are taking the piss, then we lose out. So... I, I get it, I get it, and I, no, I can't judge him too harshly for
0: it. I don't know I what he's doing. I mean, you look, you look at it; he's playing the game. He's playing the game. He's he, he's st- he, he's stirring the pot. But I tell you what doesn't help him, and it's it, it, and it's what doesn't help a lot of the people in Formula right now. He's trying to survive. It, it paints him in a bad light. I mean, you look at it. It's painted Bottas as a dickhead. It's painted Horner as a dickhead. Um, it's made think that the only person who does survive who I really say genuine could start and that that's it and, yeah. thing, and that, I don't think it helps I mean you look at it look look what they're trying to do with Sides and Norris in that program they're trying to say there's a friction between Sines and Norris did you not see them waving at each other on the
1: track I know I know <laughs> those those <laughs> deadly I, enemies <laughs> how, how dare they how dare they wave Norris, <laughs> who would stab him in the back at a moment's notice to take a position.
0: Hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, That's what gets me. I think, that, I think that's why... I, I, that, that's probably trying to survive with the fact that he it he does kind of paint these people in a different light than they're probably not. And yeah. it did make Horner look like a... Especially season three. It made Sarah Bittable and Horner look like right dickheads.
1: Horner, Horner didn't come out well. Uh, I do think it was a lot more framing than anything else um but the way that the way that you get vettel starting to have a have a think about where he's going what he's doing and then it's straight cut to horner oh sebastian how you doing Uh, you know it's it's your decision when you do it yada yada yada. and I, i initially i was like oh is he is he trying to trying to bring him over to red bull is he is he having those discussions with him And then you see all of a sudden Vettel decides, you know, what the day before Ferrari's big anniversary is, that's the right day to announce it. (laughs) And it's like, well, Horner's comment about, you know, your decision, where, and when was that a bit of stir in the pot? Was that just really good editing? When did that conversation happen? Because we know that they'd like to, they like to rejig when they play commentary. Yes. to, to make something sound worse than it is. I mean, Christ, they stretched out um, to just 10 minutes worth of looking at a wall and waiting for someone to step out. But, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, you've got to take Drive to Survive for what it is. At the end of the day, it's, it's a bit of a behind-the-scenes look at what goes on. But it's not it's it's there as entertainment, not education.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see I don't want to see Valtteri Bottas's balls ever again. That is something I never ever want to see. Please,
1: <laughs> never I don't again. Don't think he's got anything to not be proud of. <laughs> it was it's it's more jealousy. But let's move on.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, Vett, Vettel caught out in Q one. Uh, Latifi uh, out again in Q one. Um, and Ocon was caught out as one of the Alpine. Um, so that, that was the bottom five. Obviously, Vettel started at the back because of the stewards. Um, yes. But Mr. Saturday into Q2 once more with that Williams. And I think he's got 36 races, 36 races now he's beat his teammate.
1: Dragging that just, car around, isn't
0: he? He really is. I just... He's not... We'll get into it, but... It, I, He's not as consistent on a Sunday as he is on a Saturday.
2: No, no, he
1: isn't. Which is a,
0: Which which is a, It's a, it's a downside to him. The fact he's not as I think that's the only thing that lets him down is his race pace. But he dragged it into Q two,
1: um, and um, look at look at um, what he managed to achieve when he was dragging around that Mercedes, you know. Mm -hmm. ragged that around the track he would have won that race he's got race pace he needs a car that suits race pace that Williams clearly for him suits him in qualifying better
2: yeah
1: when it's one hot lap and then job done when he needs consistent pace with no real tyre drop off strategy's got to be right that's when he's starting to lose out. And I think some of that comes down to the operation as a whole at Williams. You know? If, yes. if everything went right, strategy was spot on, he had race pace, didn't have tyres dropping off for any reason, he'd be alright. But I don't think they're set up, still, I don't think they're set up to compete at the highest of level. You know, they can push into the midfield. I don't think they're going to be pushing into the, the top as of yet
0: no they still haven't recovered from Paddy and that's yeah. what four yeah. years yeah. ago yeah. and they have it's unfortunate to see because you look at it um, look, look at the 80s 90s Williams were were the team and Selen so wants to drive for Williams yeah. for so many years and that they, they were the team to beat and it's
1: they're a shame going, to see it's a shame to see it. they're going or certainly they were going backwards yeah they were we need, we need more time, I think, this season to see whether that's carried on or whether they've managed to, to level out. They've not improved from last season. From no. what we've seen so far. There's no improvement.
0: That, 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 that I'll agree with you 100%. I mean, you're looking at... I mean, I've got... I have got their testing. So, So um. So in 2021 testing, they were 1.1 seconds quicker than they were in qualifying in 2020. Yeah. But then... A lot of the other teams have improved. That's the thing. And it's, it's a fortune for Williams. And I really do want to see them battling the midfield, rate, you know, 11th, 10th, get a, a sneaky point here and there. Because I think George Russell deserves a, a point without Williams. what he's I, doing.
1: I think he'll be getting points. I do. Uh, I think it's potentially it's going to be reliant on other people messing up. I don't think the car's got the pure race pace to get him there on its own.
0: No. Is that Luke's bold prediction for the season, that George Russell gets points?
1: Yeah. I, don't think, I honestly wouldn't even say that's a bold prediction.
0: I think it is. I think, I the, think only that's, track,
1: that's the only track... That's facts,
0: mate. The only track I see him getting points at is Monaco, if everyone fucks up. That's the only track I see him getting points at.
1: And I would say that is more of a bold prediction than what I just said. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Um, <laughs> that, um, that's relying—that's really, that's reliant on either someone cocking up or him being in the points after qualifying and just staying there. Um, Jules, Bianchi, Jules Bianchi did it. Yeah. yeah. So it is possible. Okay, I'll hold you to it. I'll remember. When we get no, around if- to the session halfway through the season.
0: If, polo- if I have to apologise twice, I'm gonna be very upset. But um <laughs> I have to in Every podcast, mate. Every
1: podcast. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um so then um two Alpha Romeo's eight in Q two, Jovanazzi and Raikkonen uh Perez so, uh, sorry, we'll get to that in a minute. Um Yuki Sonoda finishing thirteenth. Um, yeah. got caught out got caught out with the medium tyres. Uh I mean, let's be honest, that like Alpha Tauri
1: is fascinating. I love that it? innit? Hell of a and car.
0: It's got white wheels, and I want white wheels now.
1: <laughs> it's it's a lovely looking car. Uh, I mean, for me, best livery this year, which yes. always helps. But I think they've got a hell of a talent in Sonoda there. He's, he's a confident driver. He's willing to take risks. He's willing to rag the fuck out of that car when he needs to. But mm-hmm. he drove... Like someone that's been driving an F1 for three, four years, and it's, it, was, it was race one and it was quality one. He it, it, it was,
0: it was so smooth with the braking and acceleration. And also, he's got a very like, a very kamikaze style of, way of driving, to drive, but not in a dangerous way. It's very controlled in the yeah. way he does it. I mean, he's, not, he's, he's not afraid to put it in a position where yes. it, it could compromise him. I, I like that about it.
1: It's that Senna quote, isn't it? If if you see a gap and you're not taking it, you're not racing. You know he's he's putting himself in those positions where he can take advantage, and he's taking advantage.
0: He is. He is. I mean, I I, I, I thought that Taylor did screw him a little bit, though, no, by not putting him on the soft
1: tire, because I think you've got the soft tire comfortably, comfortably. comfortably he'd have comfortably. been in Q three, wouldn't he? He'd have yeah, yeah. He'd have been top ten. Um, Definitely. I think from what we've seen so far, I mean, they've they've done a lot of laps at Bahrain. That's the only thing I would say. They've done testing. Obviously, they've had the practice. They've had quali. He's done a lot of laps around that particular circuit. So, when we go, is it Imola next week, I believe?
0: Yes, it is Imola. The 18th of April, which is, I don't understand why there's such a big gap. It really does bother me.
1: Beyond me. But, if we go to Imola and he's not having three days' worth of testing to go around that track, to walk around the track, to have discussions with his team around the track like he did for this one, will that make a big difference? And will we actually see a little bit of a drop-off when he's not got three extra days to acclimatise himself with the circuit? I
0: don't know, because last year the Alpha Tauri's looked really, really quick-range. Imola, I mean, Kibiet finished fourth. I think Gasly was... I don't, I don't think Gasly was too far off either, but... Um, I mean, obviously, they to have the simulator work. He would have done laps around Imola in the simulator. Obviously, I know it's like the same. Um, did F2 do a race at Imola last year?
1: Can't remember. I'll check. Keep talking. Uh, yeah. I,
0: mean, I mean, that's the things that you're looking at. Is it, I mean, let's wait. He's in a car, which I think, if I'm the second fastest car on the grid in terms of sheer engine power, that Honda looks to have overtaken the Mercedes. And... Yeah. It's it, it's a beautifully balanced. It's poised. It looks really quick in the corners. It looks it's, it's smooth on the straights. There's no hacking or sawn it. it like you have. Say it's like we have like uh, with Mercedes because they're rear end. It looks planted. It just looks superb. And yeah. he he. I mean, look at I, I, <laughs> I think they did kind of screw him a little bit with the strategy. Uh, yeah. But the big the big big thing though from Q two was Sergio Perez being knocked out. And again, this was um, Red Bull not putting him on the softs,
1: which I I think in his case, if he hadn't had issues in the race, it would have been a bold strategy, Cotton, and I think they'd have pulled it off. I think some of it was deliberate.
0: But then then it's a frustrating thing with that second driver in Red Bull, that the fact that they're always compared to Max, and we'll get into that, Max Verstappen qualifying on pole position. And you look at it, with Sergio Perez qualifying 11th, though, that looks really, really bad for Red Bull.
2: It looks
1: bad for Red Bull. I don't think it necessarily looks too bad on Checo. I mean, Christ, he put himself in a position in the race where he really could show his quality um, and and the pace of that car.
0: No, I understand that completely, but it's. Uh, I think Crafty uh, no, Marty Brundle put it perfectly. said it just feels like it's okay. Yes, Max is on pole position, but it's Max versus two Mercedes. Yeah, it would be. It would be a lot better for um, Red Bull if um, Perez could have qualified third. So then they've got a Hamilton sandwiched between the two Red Bulls. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, and it, it, it's 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 a it's a castaway too with it because you're looking at it. Perez was brought in because he's it, it, a better race he's a better um, racer than Albon on a on a race day but I think Albon I don't know a little bit better on qualifying it's a re- I mean it's only one race that's a thing but yeah. it's you would like to think if Red Bull do have the best car on the grid that Perez can be separating the Mercedes because yes yeah. I mean you're looking at the Verstappen qualifying uh, 0.388 seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton and half a tenth and half a half a tenth half a second over Bottas if Perez could slip himself into that Bottas gap it would have been incredible but um, my driver there for qualifying was Charles Leclerc ah uh, I see it because let's be honest that Ferrari is dog shit because it it should it should not be in fourth place. I think where Sides qualified it could possibly be where it should be in eighth, eighth, ninth, seventh sort of thing. But Leclerc has a knack of pulling his laps out of his ass. I mean, look at um, Sakai Grand Prix last year where he qualified. I think qualified third, didn't he, or fourth? And he was just yes. He, he has a knack of finding his lap times, and I do think that Ferrari made the right decision go Leclerc over Vettel
1: yes i would agree i would agree um, although to be fair i think i think sebastian was done with them anyway wasn't he you could, yeah. you could see that on drive to survive like completely done um i love him i, I love that I, I just i like i used to really not like him um but that was that was nationalism to be straight up with you that was me <laughs> going no, German- he's challenging our English driver. Ah, da, damn you. Um, but I think actually since then and seeing him to sort of battle and fight and show his worth and also the more interviews I've seen with him, the more you see that he's not just being abrasive for the sake of being abrasive, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that comes across really well. Sometimes that comes across really poorly. He wants to be fighting for the points. Sometimes that comes across really well. And sometimes, like yesterday, it comes across as a bit of a spoiled brat. And I'll talk, yes. about, I talk about the race. But yeah. uh, I've, got, I've got a lot of time for him. And I think you can see, I think we've all been able to see a little bit more as we've gone along. You're able to start to see where this admiration that Christian Horner seems to still have for him comes from. Yeah. I mean you would expect someone in Horner's position to, okay, Vettel's decided to move somewhere else. Well, fuck him. I've got my drivers to think about. Whereas instead he still keeps in touch, still talks to him, still you know, has these discussions with him, and yes, it was a bit of shit staring. But Vettel, I'm sure, wouldn't entertain the prospect if they weren't on that sort of terms. Anyway,
0: I get that. I mean, exactly. Like, I think White horn is like it is, Let's be honest. Vettel delivered four world titles in a row <laughs> for them, and I mean, look, look at look at that. I think it was, 20, was it 2013 where he won the last nine races of the year, and I, I think that that was peak Vettel. How good he ca- how good he can be. It was just incredible to see, but. <sighs> Um, okay, car. Um, I, will say, <laughs> I will say this though, um, regarding Vettel, I love the respect him and Hamilton have for each other. I mm. think it's it, it's genuine friendship there. They do have a laugh. I mean, one of the funniest things I've seen regarding them too is did you did, did you ever watch? Oh, I'm, I take you've seen it, but the seagull interview. do. No. Um, so <laughs> it was at Canada a couple of years ago, and Vettel.
1: Did this fall in that bit where I was like, oh, Formula 1's got really fucking boring, I'm not watching it anymore? It's, I don't it's, know
0: why. What... Little... I'll, I'll send you the video a bit later, but it was, I'll just tell you, but so it was funny, so Vettel's lead. I think Vettel's leading, and he's he's locked up his brake because there's these two seagulls in the middle of the track, in the middle of turn one, and he's locked up and he's gone off, and Lewis has come round. Right, the seagulls have flew off then when Lewis comes round and he says, you've come away with animals. Like, you told them seagulls to sit there, to, say, to stay there in the middle, of the middle of the track. And then when you come along, they fly off. <laughs> and it was really funny to the two of them having this genuinely funny back and forth. And Vettel ran and then um, when they did the press conferences together as well and they have a laugh and a joke. And it's it's nice to see that these two rivals because they were not right. I mean, let's be honest, Vettel was the <laughs> closest challenger for, for Hamilton for, for many years. And it's just nice to see that that they, they didn't have a falling out, i.e. like Rosberg Hamilton, no teammates mates. I that, but... think
1: it says a lot about both of them in terms of their personality and the way that they view racing. I think mm-hmm. they both of them thrive on challenge. You know, Ham, Hamilton's absolutely fine running away with it at the front of the field, but I think both of them thrive on challenge. And being yeah. the other person in the pairing, I think you're bound to have even if it's not a friendship, but a level of admiration for the ability of the other person to to be able to push you to your limit, your absolute limit.
0: Yeah, no, that, that, that I agree with. I mean, but I mean, talk about Hamilton winning the challenge. Look how this is the most excited I've seen Lewis Hamilton in years. The fact that when when Verstappen was Verstappen got on pole and Hamilton did his interview afterwards, this sounds like a motivated Lewis Hamilton. He wants this fight. He's wanted this fight for years. Because let's be honest, his teammate hasn't given him.
1: And I think it's a, it's an oh shit. Like, I need to get the bit between my teeth. Because yeah. I said I've said to you off podcast. I think win or lose, this is his last season. I really do. Um, I think he wants championship number eight. I think he'll either get it or he'll not get it and he'll say, you know what, that's enough for me, I'm done. Last season, he looked done. He looked so uninterested, apathetic at times. I mean, listening to him sign off, he wins a Grand Prix it's like, thank you guys, it's been a really good race. Just want to thank everybody in the garage, all the fans at home. We okay. did it, guys. We did it. Like, where, where's the. Fucking shit, yes! Come on, guys! You know? And then. I mean, then you get a race
2: like
0: this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look are it. Not even. I mean, did, did Michael get like it towards the end? I think he did. I think it's just boredom. I think it's because. I mean, I know a lot of people don't know like Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton is the best driver on that grid. And if anyone says anything differently, then they don't watch Formula 1. And then we go, oh, it's the car. Oh, George Russell managed, nearly makes motion win a Grand Prix in that car. Yes, but Valtteri Bottas is in the same car and he's nowhere near the, nowhere near Lewis Hamilton.
1: Yeah. And I think...
0: No, we'll talk about it soon. Um. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I, I, I said this to you off podcast as well, so everyone's going on about... oh. That it's always the car with Lewis, and that's the reason why he's won. Valtteri Bottas has won nine races in that Mercedes. Yeah. Nine races. That's it.
2: Yeah.
0: Verstappen's won more.
1: <laughs> yeah. In in what was quite clearly a less superior car to that Mercedes.
0: Yeah. So people, I just a, a little bit of a rant now, but people who go and make Lewis Hamilton isn't the best, isn't one of the best. Fuck off. Just go and listen to something else. Go go and go and talk to your people under your rock. That don't sound Formula 1. Because Lewis Hamilton is one of the best drivers ever in Formula 1.
2: It's, and sep- it's
1: separating person and performance, isn't it? I, as a person, can't stand Maradona.
2: Yeah.
1: As a performer, as a footballer, you cannot question his quality, his ability. I don't like him as a person, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm an Englishman, I've watched enough Hand of God to, to <laughs> never want to see the guy in, again in my life. But, as as a player, he was cut above the rest at that time. It's the same Yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, personally, personally, I have no issue with the way he conducts himself, the way he uses his platform. I've I've got some issues with potentially tax related reasons living in a different country.
0: <laughs> but Let's can't... If we
1: could do it, we would do it. I would do it if I could do it. Yes. You cannot question for a moment the quality. There is a reason he's in the best car, and that's because he's the best driver, and therefore the best team will lock him into the best contract. You don't get to drive the best car on the grid by being a shitty driver. Mazepin doesn't walk into a seat at Mercedes because it's already filled up with two of the best drivers on the grid. And I would put Bottas up there as one of the best drivers of the grid. He's let down by the fact that he's driving in an era that contains Verstappen and it contains Hamilton. Take those two off the top of the table He's your best driver. He is your number one at the minute.
0: Oh, I disagree.
1: Well, that's nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck you. I'd, personally, for me, I'd go I'd go Leclerc-Ricardo with a bus. Yeah. I'd bet. Okay.
1: This, this is this is why I'd love, it's never going to happen, but I'd love to see a race where everyone drives identical spec cars. I really would. Uh, yeah, we're, ne- we're never going to see agree, it. Yeah. We're never gonna see it, but just to see are uh, all in identical spec. Who actually shines and who doesn't. But you know, that's I'm I'm am I've got my head in the clouds wanting that. <laughs> Same as a few of my other ideas. <laughs> I've got some ideas.
0: No, I I agree, mate. We don't want to see F1 on a level playing field because it it makes it exciting. I mean... Where's the
1: money if we do
0: that? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So, I'll just go through the top 10, though. So, we had Verstappen on pole, Lewis uh, Hamilton was second, Bottas was third, Leclerc fourth, Gasly fifth, Ricardo Norris sixth and seventh in the McLarens, uh, sides eighth, Fernando Alonso back in form after two years qualifying ninth in the Alpine. Like he's
1: never
0: been away. it, It really wasn't. I mean... I'll say this to you now. Fernando Alonso is my favourite Formula One driver after Ayrton Senna. Uh, no, not ever. Currently, I'd say it's... Um, currently, it's Fernando Alonso Everetts it's Senna. But I just... I mean, what I love about Alonso is Alonso has a knack of taking a shit car and outperforming it. I mean, look at 2012. That Ferrari was absolute dog shit and he mm-hmm. nearly won the title.
2: Mm-hmm. Ferrari's and bad. It was. I
0: mean... I, the other, thing, the other thing that lets Fernando Alonso down is his time management. He's not very good at picking moves. <laughs> He's very bad
1: at picking moves. <laughs> just just on a random number generator. Now, now, I'm going now. <laughs> I'm going to go to McLaren
0: with Honda because it's going to be amazing. Fernando Alonso spends four years at the back of the grid. <laughs> and then he leaves McLaren research.
1: <laughs> it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean... It You've is. got the same sort of questions being asked, and you will have for a while about Vettel to Aston, about Ricardo to McLaren, leaving Renault, um, and then McLaren, you're going into testing and all of a sudden, oh, actually. Yeah.
0: Like, so let go to Ferrari as well. That, that, that's a big... Yeah. It was a way, the right choice to go to Ferrari. And it, it, it's, a, it's, the, it's a thing, but let's be... Uh, the science thing, though, and a lot of people say this... If anyone gets a chance to go to Ferrari, you're going to do it. It's, it is the biggest name in Formula One. And if I had a choice to go to Ferrari, I'm going to go to Ferrari.
1: The more years that pass since their heyday, the more that Ferrari's just becoming, and this is a bold take, the more that Ferrari's just becoming another team on the grid. There's, you can't if you I try and I try and frame it around my little girl. If I in a couple of years introduce Ivy to Formula One and I say and I say um Ivy look at all these teams watch this race with me. Who do you think is the best ever team? She she's never in a million years, at the minute, gonna say Ferrari. No, but and then,
0: but then to counter your argument is Ferrari are, again. Ferrari are the biggest name. That's thing everyone knows. Ferrari and Formula One are synonymous with each other. They are. It's, they are absolutely. It's, I think that's what it is. I think you're looking. That everyone thinks if I go to Ferrari, or oh, I'm gonna emulate the successes of uh, Fangio and Schumacher and well, um, but they are. I mean, let's be honest. That's why Vettel went there. And Vettel was honest yeah. with it. Vettel said, "I want. I went there to try and emulate Schumacher. He nearly did it. He mm. nearly brought a, 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 a yeah. world championship Ferrari. He he, he did it twice. Uh, but I think that's what it is. I think it's Ferrari just having appeal about them. I mean, you look at. I mean, look at look at Monza. Yeah. And look yeah. when Leclerc won won that Italian Grand Prix. the Honestly, it was surreal. Just seeing everyone that track the Ferrari flags going, the the um the, the smoke, the the red, the green, the white, nothing prepares you for it. And it's one thing I want to do. I want to go to Monza to see that because <laughs> it it would it would probably be one of the bit best sporting things you can go and see.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I went to I went to Spa when I was thirteen. And that was great. I mean, it was literally we sat on a hill for four hours. But th- there's nothing quite like when you're trying to get an idea of the pace, you don't you don't see it on TV. The cars, I've said this to my wife, the cars look slow on TV because yes. of the camera angles. You don't get that feeling of we're 200, 300. Kilometers an hour. When you go no, you to don't. Spa, my own car we went sat,
0: to Spa we in twenty twelve when Hamilton and Button were, were mm. going for it, and I don't think Hamilton won it. But he we was there that year, and the video we had of it—it's incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, when I went, we sat sort of just up from A Rouge. Um, That's where he just, was. <laughs> yeah, you see, and then so we sat. There were like a ton of us, a ton of these British fans that had travelled over on coaches. Um, And then, so just down from us, you've got your Ferrari fans, and there are about a hundred Ferrari fans below us. And this is back when Alonso was driving for Ferrari. Uh And um, they're going mad, like I think think he's like in second place, I think it was. And Button's in third. And anyway, from where we were sat, you could see the big screen, you could see the numbers ticking down. Uh, you could see Button closing that gap, and I think he overtook him with it was either last lap or lap before but he overtook him right in front of us after, <laughs> after like 53, 54 laps of these Ferrari fans cheering every time he came past and he was still in front and with a lap to go all of a sudden just all the British fans
2: like
1: Aah! yes <laughs> and um, but the speed of those overtakes, you don't mm. you do not get an accurate depiction of how fast those cars are until you're sat where I was sat, looking down over a rouge, down to where the start finish straight is, realizing just how far away that actually is. Yeah. And seeing the speed at which they get from that start finish straight and up to that straight after a rouge. It's ridiculous.
0: They're just making it look effortless, and that's the thing. It's just... They, they, I mean, to, to us, we're just thinking, oh, we could do that, because how yeah. effortless they make it look. And I'm just... Uh, a perfect example, I said what my uncle did, he showed us. that As you said, the speed was just incredible. And they are going at, what, 235 kilometres an hour? Um, no, no, faster than actually, the 300 kilometres an hour, which is, like, I think the faster Formula One car can go is, like, 230 miles an hour. And they do that, on the, and they do that, and they strain Azerbaijan straight into. And th- th- I don't know how they do it. They're going three hundred. They're going like two, over two hundred miles an hour, and they might just stop for turn one in Azerbaijan without locking up or anything like. That. It's incredible. It's
2: but, because
1: um, their internal organs are actually jelly.
0: <laughs> they, they really are. I mean, I watched a little video yesterday. Like tells you all about F one, and Kubica said that um, a Formula One driver loses about three kilos yeah. in a race. And yes, you can understand why. Because everyone goes, oh, how do they get all sweaty? Uh, Because let's realize behind them is a fucking hot engine. And they're constantly working a fucking wheel. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I mean, they're just superhumans. But we now get onto the main event. Oh. We we now get onto. Oh, it was. This, it didn't feel like a season open. This felt like a season ender. It was that intense. Um, it was really, really, really
1: good. Um, yeah, I need a break. I need a break for like (laughs) until April the whatever it is 18th.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it was just superb. I mean, so. so, we'll, we'll, we'll get on with the formation lap, so that, you know... Uh, and, and the first one. So, the first one, uh, Perez breaks down. No, it's the second one that was Perez breaks down, isn't it? The second one? No,
1: oh, first, first one first Perez, Perez broke is. down, and that made us have to have a second one. Yeah, so Perez went to get to the pit,
0: so we had to start from the pits, not starting at 11th. Vettel's at the back, and so here we go, so the lights go down... And they're off, and within three corners, the key to showing why he is the hottest property in Formula One uh, by staying on the track. No, no, no. Spinning and hitting a wall.
1: It's difficult, because (laughs) first of all, I'm not going to go too much into why I don't particularly like Mazepin. Uh, I think people, people are aware of the controversies there already. He's There, he's not just there because of daddy's money. He, when he wasn't infringing on other people's lines or overall being overly aggressive, he was a reasonable enough driver. You know, solid mid-table material when you're looking at Formula One. This horse is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Look at Mick Schumacher, who drove really, really well last year. That's the reason he's not just the name that's got in the seat this soon. He had a phenomenal season last season. He's come up. He's also spun it. In the same sorts of circumstances. there is something fundamentally wrong with the back end of that car when you're putting it under throttle at the minute it just yes. wants to kick itself back out and it's either the inexperience of both drivers and i think that's part of the problem is that there's two rookie drivers on a team or it doesn't matter who you put in that car if they put too much throttle down that car's spinning because it yeah. was it was like whip crack that back end coming round. there wasn't even time looking at the onboard to to fight against it with his steering wheel, you, you're you're gone.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I mean, you look at him. As you said, Mazepin M- 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 had three spins in the whole weekend, yeah. spanning qualifying, uh, spanning the race. Unfortunately, causing himself to be out of the race. Uh, mixed spun as well as you said on turn, I think turn four. mixed spun. Yes. And luckily, Ma- luckily managed to save it, and he you know, he, he ran a very lonely race. At, um, you know, just driving around, um, seeing the sights of Sakhir. Getting yeah, some uh, work
1: for his belt, though, which I think will yes. will be worth more than its weight in gold. Do you think...
0: No. no. I, I was going to say, do you think you made the wrong mistake going to Haskers? Because I genuinely thought he was going to Alfa Romeo. I thought Kimi was retiring, and it was going to be Giovinazzi and Schumacher at um, Alfa Romeo, because... Alfa Romeo and Haas are not Ferrari junior teams. They, they no, they, they don't no. do that. They're not. No, not, teams. not at all. Leclerc didn't race for Alfa Romeo. He mm-hmm. raced for Sauber. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I genuinely shot that Ferrari didn't put, didn't put um, Schumacher in the Alfa Romeo because mm-hmm. the Alfa Romeo is a is a much quicker car. Um,
1: uh, I think. I think there wasn't going to be the, the space. I think that's that's as simple as that. I think, right? They knew and intended to stay off for another season. They they were happy with Giovinazzi's performance, and I think they had every reason to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he took Haas because there was a seat. Um, Haas needed a driver. They ne- and I mean, we saw they needed the sponsorship. The The sponsors were dictating it needed to be a German driver. Well, who else are you going to bring in? If you want to interest a sponsor, what name are you going to bring in? You're going to bring in Schumacher. You're going to bring in someone who's got a proven track record in terms of his performance the season before. He can handle this sort of speed. He can handle the regulations. I think he's been burned by the fact that they decided to go with two rookie drivers because I think he needed somebody to take him under their wing Push him, but also provide that feedback on the car that he might not be experienced enough to provide yet.
0: Exactly. This is going to pain me because I do not like him at all. I think they should have kept Roman Grosjean. I would agree. I think I don't like Magnussen. Magnussen, he, he, he's just, hes for me, Kevin Magnussen is a nothing driver. He offers nothing. He's he, he, hes just there. And whereas <sighs> Roman Grosjean has. <coughs> like him Robert (laughs) John has the experience to give to Mick and also as you said to push Mick as well and I think he would have
1: done it Um, and I think it's clear that he needs to be pushed there's going to be I think and it's difficult to judge how somebody thinks if it were me there'd be a little niggling thing in the back of my head both ways one thing saying I'm only here because of my name
2: yeah
1: one thing saying i could stay here for as long as i like because of my name regardless of how well i perform like stroll
2: I, it's like well
1: stroll. stroll stroll it doesn't really matter all that much as long as he's getting average performances dad's gonna keep him
0: I mean, so, I
2: mean,
0: i'll put it there yeah um stroll will never ever not be without a racing as long as, as, you said, as long as his dad's
1: in Formula on 1. As long as he's dad's in Formula 1, Lance has a seat. Barring anything happening that obviously we wouldn't wish on anybody.
2: No, um, no.
0: I, I, I agree there, but I just think that, yeah, it's it's a shame to see that these paid drivers as they're so, uh, are taking over Formula 1, when you've got guys like Nico Hulkenberg who is one of the best, what, what, a very very solid assistant driver as he proved last season.
2: Hulkenberg. Should st- have st-
0: exactly I mean, you, you know what yeah? Hulkenberg mm. should have been that should have been that German driver.
1: Yeah. yeah Cuz that, well, you that is that got behind Schumacher and Hulkenberg. Yes. Exactly Hulkenberg exactly. provided the feedback on that car which is clearly needed. Um Yeah, Mazepin shouldn't be here. He shouldn't be on this grid. He's shown he's not at the quality that is expected of someone to be on this grid, and he's not shown the pace. When you look at someone like, um, and I hate to bring him up, but Maldonado, yes, he was, in race conditions, dangerous. He was dangerous to drive around. Yes, like Magnussen. However... In both cases, Magnussen and Maldonado, they had the pace in qualifying and the race pace to make up for it. But then, and yes, we're talking after one race. But from everything we've seen in testing and free practice, qualifying, Mazepin does not have the pace to make up for his other issues in terms of his consistency of drive, in terms of his crashing. And that, I think, will start to prove a real issue. If Haas find themselves with sponsorship from elsewhere, his seat becomes very vulnerable.
0: But then again, the, the, the isn't, isn't Mazapin's dad's company one of the biggest sponsors for
1: Haas? That's uh, a problem. Absolutely, he is.
0: Exactly. It, it, it's a, it's a catch so It's like why Latifi is in, for, wait, in Formula 1. Latifi's family-owned Lavazza. Which yes. is the company that sponsors um, Williams? So they're going to put Latifi in there, yes. and is, uh, and the only way that the, the only reason why the big teams can get away with having the best drivers is because they don't need paid drivers.
2: Yes,
0: yes. I mean you, you look. I mean you look at Mercedes, the big one of the biggest car companies all uh, in the world. Red Bull, the largest uh, energy drinks co- uh, company in the world, they've got money to burn. It's
1: fun um, themselves, so, can they?
0: Exactly, Ferrari. Fiat is one of the biggest companies in the world. There's yeah. a reason why they can do it. I mean, McLaren though, McLaren, oh. su- McLaren suffered. but McLaren took out a loan, and they put a lot of their they things. Up, they put a lot of their history as collateral yeah. with the cars and stuff like that. And Zach Brown, fair play to me, found a way of making McLaren survive. And it's worked. Made it work. Yeah, absolutely exactly. made it work. It did, and and I hope. I mean, they, they finished third. So the million they got from third could possibly pay off that balance and they've, they've got it back. But um, it, it, it's, it is a contentious subject of the Formula One. is Formula One, unfortunately will not have the 20 best drivers on the grid. It will have say 10 of the best drivers on the grid or say 10, 15. And a lot of them are paid drivers,
2: yeah.
0: which is unfortunate, but we get back to the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so Max pulls off, uh, Max pulls off. He's, it, it comes from that three, four-second gap between uh, Verstappen and Hamilton. Uh, they drop Bottas really quickly. Um, so it's a straight between Hamilton and um, Verstappen. And then Mercedes bring in Hamilton first for the undercut. They bring him in uh, about lap 15, was it? Like that. I,
1: it was so soon that I questioned whether he'd run into an issue.
0: Yes, you did. You did. We We, met, we, were, we were messaging each other.
1: Uh, it was, is he getting feedback from one of the tyres and he's an early tyre change? What's going on? When you find out that Red Bull starts saying, I think they're, they're pulling an undercut, tactically, they they stuck Red Bull right on the back foot. Um, genius.
2: Genius.
0: It really was because they, they, they pitted him in and they, they give him the hard tyre and Verstappen were thinking, case okay, so Verstappen's got... A 19-second lead on the Hamilton is something yep. enough. So I think they tried to stretch it. It backfired because Hamilton, they, they pitted in it th- 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 four laps later. Hamilton gets ahead still and Hamilton be- builds a, a sizable gap and then Verstappen closes it down. Hamilton then pits again for hard yep. because Mercedes didn't have a, a spare set, uh, well, didn't have a new set medium. So Hamilton was always going to run the hards. Yes. And I said to, I said to you, this is a three-stop. They're gonna do a three-stop with Lewis Hamilton.
1: No, nah, you're gonna stretch them things.
0: <laughs> well, that because things that Hamilton said oh, I'm he was suffering after 12 laps of the hard tire and the hard.
1: Hamilton t- and, is, and tires do not get along. Come they
2: on.
1: don't. But then, uh, they oh don't. no, my tires have gone. And get it printed on a T-shirt, <laughs> and then he gets another 18 miles, 18 laps out of the bloody things. Monaco. Yeah, exactly. So, but so, my tyres have gone and I'll just keep going and keep going and keep going with these gone tyres landing fastest laps around the circuit telling you my tyres have gone. Um,
0: do, you, do you think he does it to give like, the other teams like a full sense of hope that they can beat him? But he's secret, No, I think, you know, I think he knows
1: what he's doing. <laughs> it's still a niggle in the back of his head from when he was... from when he lost the tyres completely. I can't remember the race. I can't even remember the season. If, it was Spain uh, yeah. I much a
0: couple of weeks ago so he, he was he was running the second and his tyre blew up and he
1: yeah. ran off the track and you would have yeah. a niggle in the back of your head the minute you feel anything in those ty- in those tyres and there's a bit there's a bit of the over dramatisation I think on his end um, the last thing you want to say though is mm, my tyres are starting to feel a bit funny uh, and then all of a sudden you're saying to them guys I've got no grip I'm losing time rapidly. And your team starts to say, well, why haven't you reported this sooner? You know, you yeah. said your tyres felt a bit funny. Bono, my tyres have gone. Your engineer's going to sit up, take notice and say, right, shit, we're looking at, tire- we're looking at your lap tyres. Your lap tyres seem good. Let's keep it going, mate. You know?
0: Exactly. 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 I mean, you look at it, you see his tyres were going and he put in the fastest lap of the race. And I think, and this is, this is where I think James Vols gets a lot of credit is the fact he doesn't panic. Yes, the senior technical chief engineer dude for Mercedes. He he does. He never panics with it. He never goes. Right, okay, tires go. Let's get him in. Let's get him in. Pick him quickly.
2: That's the advantage
1: of having all of the data. The driver doesn't have all the data, so some of those decisions um, are going to be emotional as opposed to educated. You know, my tires are gone. Because in the back of my head I'm terrified of losing my lead, I'm terrified of losing time to the driver behind. Your team might well be looking and saying, Well, we can afford to lose six, seven seconds before we bring him in. Get get ourselves a shorter stint on the next set of tires and they'll still not catch us. But for a driver yeah. where well, you all you're seeing is that gap reduce, 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 and you don't know the full picture, you do you, you panic, you would panic.
0: Exactly he would and then so but then he, he managed to stretch his ties out towards the end but then um, so so you know we we they get the second round of pit stops in Verstappen um, you know gets past Hamilton and you know this is how it's going to go we get we get to the last stint of it but I just want to talk about before we talk about the, uh, Hamilton versus Verstappen it's how quickly they dropped Valtteri Bottas it was it was staggering how quick they dropped him
2: it's.
1: Yes. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, I don't know how much of it was down to Bottas needing to battle with the cars behind him, because he was battling very early doors with the Ferrari, uh, with the McLarens. He um, was, but he uh, was told How much of that was dictated by team decisions?
0: I, I don't know, because if you look at it, there was six seconds, but there were seven seconds between him and Norris. And his engineer got on the engineer got on the radio and told him to push, yeah, push, 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 and he didn't. He, he never made an inroad in that fifteen second gap between Hamilton and between the Hamilton and himself. He never did it, and I think this is why I'll say this year: Valtteri Bottas is the Gerhard Berger of this era. <laughs> v- very, very, very good teammate. Fantastic teammate. Nowhere near as good as the t- nowhere near as good as his teammate. I mean, you look at Gerhard Berger winning against Ayrton Senna. Who's going to win that? Ayrton Senna. Yeah. Who's going to win between Bottas and Hamilton? It's going to be Hamilton.
1: Yeah.
0: And when I say it's people, people go, well, you don't know what we are talking about. No, I do know what I'm talking about because it's in the proof. This is not a knock on Gerhard Berger or Valtteri Bottas. It's just not every driver is the same. Unfortunately, your teammate is better than you. And I don't care what people say. Oh, Rosberg was better than Hamilton for a year. No, he wasn't. Hamilton won more races than Rosberg in that year when Rosberg won the title. It means nothing. So, um, I'd, I'm pretty across I'm a fucking Lewis Hamilton fanatic. I'm not, but <laughs> I just I, mean, I, I hate when people are he's not good. He's not good. But um, so unfortunately, yes. Bottas, Bottas couldn't do it. For Bottas me, just-
1: at the minute. Bottas with Hamilton is like it's like Irvine with Schumacher in so sort of ninety six yeah. through ninety nine. It's like Barrichello with Schumacher. Through 2005. Mm. Mm. Let's, no, let's, no, but Barrichello <laughs> being a good driver, a quality driver, a driver that we saw when he had the right car, um, could win races. Yeah, we saw him. We saw him with Braun on in that season, winning races. Yeah. Um mm. But when he's in a team with that level of talent, you you become the wingman. I, I I know he doesn't like being called a wingman, Bottas doesn't like it, but that's yeah. the situation he's in.
0: I, exactly I mean you at it I just said you yeah, Coulthard and Hackingham. Hacking him was much better than Coulthard.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you had whoever see this this is the thing you had several Lotus, whoever said his teammate was a lotus. And he um, was. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's the thing there's always unfortunately there's always your teammate I mean, I'm trying to think. Look, look at the F1 grid right now this year. Um, I'd say there's, there's a clear, there's a clear discrepancy between uh, Hamilton and Bottas, very clear. I think there's one between Perez and Verstappen as well. I think Verstappen's a lot better than Perez, unfortunately for Perez, even as good as he is. Oh, he is. He is. Um, I think Leclerc's better than Sainz. Who do you think's
2: the
1: best in McLaren?
0: That's a thing. It's it, obviously you're gonna say Ricardo because Ricardo's been doing it a lot longer, but they're on a parity at the minute. They, exactly. exactly.
1: Can't tell them apart.
0: No, you can't. Um, Ricardo was very honest in interview after the race. So I just couldn't find the pace. The time to push. I pushed. My tyres went. So he yeah. was very honest. Um, I'd say Gasly's better than Sonoda, but it's one bloody race.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, I give Sonoda a few races and we'll come back to him because I think he will either sink into the midfield or he's going to shine this year and he's going to earn himself a drive somewhere else. Yeah.
0: I'd, I'd, I'd say this one. I think Jovanatz is better than this Roykanen. Because this Roykanen is just, you know, it's, he's, just, he's just there. Him, he's ready to uh, He's
1: ready yeah. to go, I think.
0: Russell's, be- Russell's better than Latifi. Yeah. Um, Vettel's better than Stroll, I would say. But then... <laughs>
1: we haven't seen it.
0: True, we haven't seen it, but... Again, if you're going on name thing, Vettel is better and stuff like that. But yeah. again, that, that's a new partnership. And then uh, the obvious one is Mick Schumacher is so much better than Mazepin.
1: All of that.
0: <laughs> so that's what you look at. You look at it in that in that whole ten teams. There's only really two driver lines that you can say close with each other.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: which is unfortunate in Formula One because actually you want you want that close teammate thing, but want, then,
1: you want them to be near identical in terms yeah. of what they're capable of. Because then they push one another. Your your biggest rival in Formula One is your teammate. Because that's the only person you can sit down and say, we're driving pretty much identical cars. I am better than them. That's the only person you can do it with.
0: And Batas got shown up by Russell. That's all I'm going to say on that regard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will saying that? Uh, oh, and this, this is what before we get back into racing, this is what pissing me off with people saying that uh, Lewis is scared of Russell. Just, just, just shut up. Scared <laughs> of anybody? That's the thing. He's a seven-time world champion. He's what he's won the most races of anyone. He's got the most positions of anybody. And another record he broke was the most laps ever led in Formula One, which is another record that is just insane that he's broken. So yeah, but. So we get to. The, I think we can talk about the last six laps.
1: The last six laps. Uh, something I want to talk about just before we do talk about the last six laps, actually.
2: Okay.
1: Sebastian Vettel. And Fernando Alonso. Yeah, to begin with, yes. It um, just brought back memories. Actually, two drivers who no longer at the top of their game. Don't get me wrong, but battling in that midfield. And actually racing properly, you know, um, I think one thing I hadn't realised, obviously we've got the track limit thing to talk about very shortly, mm-hmm. but that turn four and its potential for overtaking, I hadn't realised just how much there was available there for
0: Yes, them. it really was. I mean, I said this to you, I've just got our messages up as I said this to you. Um, remember the days Vettel versus Alonso was for the title, not yeah. eighth or ninth position, but it was just lovely to see. I mean, even size got involved as well. I think that that was really fun. The fact that it was yeah. they, were, they were three wide going to turn four, and it was nice to see racing in Formula One. And everyone goes on about oh, up front, just it, there's there's no racing. There is racing in Formula One.
1: There's racing. If you watch, there was racing all over the track yesterday.
0: There really was. This was a, this. It's harking it, back to the days of old where it wasn't just one team. What, it wasn't just like, you know, oh, we're just going to follow each other procession. They were going for each other, and I love to see it. And as you, uh, as you said perfectly, Fernando Alonso, just before, unfortunately the boy had to retire, hadn't missed a step. He hadn't missed a beat. He, he a was... For, is, was is, he, is he 39? 39 years of age? Uh, double check. It's 30, I think he's 39 years of age. He's raced against... This is a great stat. Fernando Alonso's raced against 10% of the Formula One team's parents driver's parents.
1: <laughs> Jesus, wet.
0: Um, he, Yuki Sonoda I don't think was born when uh, Alonso started racing in Formula One.
1: Well, his first win was two thousand three. Did he start two thousand
0: three? No, because he started with a Minardi in two thousand, I think, or two thousand one. Two
1: thousand
0: one. So Sonoda was one years of one year one year
1: old. <laughs> And a lot of feels that makes me feel ancient i was so 2001 i was six that makes me feel the, the fact that you can be born in 2000 and be 20 is
0: yeah no my, uh, my, my brother exactly my, my, my brother my brother's born in 2000 he's tw- he's he's 21 this year and i hate the fact yeah. that he's, he's that old he may, I, I've come to terms with the fact that in less than two weeks, I think my birthday's next week, I think, in less than two weeks, I'm 26 years of age. And I don't want to be 26 years of age. I want to be
1: 18 years of age. Don't start implying 26 is old, mate. No, not I'm not, I'm old. Not, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> you're not much older than me. So,
0: exactly, you're a year older than me. Shush.
1: But <laughs> a year closer to death, mate.
0: Oh, don't. But it's, that's the thing, it's just, it's one of them, like, I hate the fact that Yuki Tsunoda's 20 and he's in Formula 1, and he's a lot richer than me, he's um, a lot, he's, he's better than me at driving and everything,
1: and he's just... the just, quality of him driving.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, good at, I'm, I'm good at Formula 1 2020, it's not the same thing, he's good in real
1: life in Formula 1. <laughs> I'm not even good at Formula 1 um, on 2020. Yeah, because you choose shit teams, that's why. Just go with a yeah. good team. What's a bigger shit team? Work your way up. No! Fuck off!
0: <laughs> right, um. So, but yeah, so, as said though, so Vettel messed Alonso, which was really nice to see that driving side. Amazing. as was well. And then really
1: Vettel was... closes the gap on Ocon. Yes. Goes DRS on the main straight. Goes for the right hand overtake. Decides not to take the right hand overtake because he doesn't have the pace to pull it off. Yep. Comes back in behind Ocon. Ocon goes to turn into the turn as you do if you want to get a car around a corner. Turns the steering wheel. Vettel locks his tyres up behind. He's misjudged the distance between himself and the back of Ocon's car and just straight up whacks the back of him and at this point you go oh crap Vettel's you know he's cocked up he's made an error it's all all well and good We'll, we'll carry on you know he'll need to get his wing replaced then gets on team radio and says why is why is Ocon changing his line halfway through the corner he's not allowed to change his line halfway through the corner like Ocon drove in a straight line didn't uh, do yeah. anything I will apologise to
0: Luke right now, this is the first of apologies um, I I did say Akon moved move. No, 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 I, no let's be honest, I was very quick in apologising because I went, oh I can't moved and then I went, oh no he didn't move <laughs> I, can't, I, I put this oh, why did can change his line? I take that back <laughs> Immediately, I take it back. Um, poor,
1: poor Esteban, though. You'd, you'd be raging because he drove. He, he drove a, a pretty good race. Um, and then he gets shunted in the back for nothing.
0: I do feel for Arcon though. The fact that you know he thought, "Oh, Ricardo's leaving. I might be the team leader for Al- Alpine next season. I'm going to lead them." Oh shit! A two-time oh. world champion comes back. <laughs> I do feel for
2: him in that regard.
1: I can, I can just imagine the team meeting when Ocon's like, so I'm number one driver now, yes? And just Alonso just kicks the door open, like pulling him from behind he's like, no, I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I really thought they would have gone with Guan Yu Zhou, because re- he, look, he looks really good in F2, so I thought he was going to be he, they were going to promote him, and then have have like, Ocon and Guan Yu Zhou, and then all you see is the return of the Messiah.
2: Surprise, uh, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> and then imagine Ocon though Ocon, when Fernando Alonso crashes bike thinking oh here we go they might bring somebody to replace Alonso. He just turns up with go with his fucking metal jaw going and uh, and what bitch?
2: And yeah. what so,
0: uh,
1: I, I, He could he could have been stuck under a literal steamroller he still would have raced the season. He would
0: have but this, see, this <clears throat> I think what Alpi have done perfectly though is what Hash should have done, as you said. They've got fucking Fernando Alonso
1: and he is going to raise the game of Ocon. Esteban yes. Ocon will get better results this season because the person he's competing with is one of the best to have ever put on the racing overalls.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. As you put it perfectly. So, moving on away though from Fernando Alonso, unfortunately for myself because I love him, we now talk. We now get into the crux of the race, the crescendo. Um, the last six laps of the race, mm-hmm. where he really got nitty gritty, uh, Verstappen closing between within DRS uh, range, he's going at Hamilton. Um, four laps to go, he gets past Lewis Hamilton. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't because of turn fucking four. Uh.
2: Um,
0: now, th- th- this is a segment of the podcast. That I'm going to call Luke. Let's loose. So,
1: looking for let's go, yes, uh,
0: right. So, loose, Luke, let's loose. Reese is now going to be quiet for the next half
1: an hour. <laughs> it's not gonna be that long. So, basically, turn four, hold on, hello, uh, turn four, let's not do that. Uh, turn four, you were told by the FIA free practice, you are not to exit track limits. Whatever you do, you must remain on track limits at turn four. There was no forgiveness for anybody straying off to gain any sort of advantage you were expected to remain on track. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's what track limits are there for. That's the point yes. of them. Then you get on to qualifying. And again, the FIA's directive is you must remain on track. You are not to leave the track on turn four to gain any level of advantage in terms of your track time. Your track time will be uh, discounted if you've exited. Perez
0: Ricardo. So, Perez and Ricardo. There we go. Yeah.
1: If you exit on turn four, your lap time isn't counted. And then they come out with this directive for the race of. If you leave the track on turn four during the race, that is fine as long as you do not gain an advantage on anybody else. Mm -hmm. Changing the regulations from qualifying going into the race. Now, I don't know where that decision's come from. And the reason I'm saying this is while we've been talking in the background, I had a, a little video of Alonso battling with, I believe it was Coulthard. Um, at Bahrain I-, I can't even remember if it is Coulthard now if it was that a while back but um, uh, watch again oh it was with Weber, Alonso v. Webber uh, 2004 Bahrain every single time they're turning turn 4 they stayed within the track limits and they stayed within the track limits because they're able to stay in the track limits These are the best drivers in the world. There is no reason for them to need the runoff of turn four. So why has this decision been made that they can suddenly come off the track completely? Where's the rationale for allowing that runoff to be used? You're not able to just say if you don't gain a significant advantage over your opposition, because that doesn't make any sense. If you're gaining time at any point not driving on the track, you're gaining an advantage. It doesn't matter if you are 10 miles behind the person you're against or if you are right behind them. That doesn't matter. You are gaining time that another driver isn't gaining because they're staying within the track limits that you, FIA, decided were the track limits. If you want Turn 4 to be wider, make Turn 4 fucking wider. Like, ugh, And don't decide that from the beginning of the race weekend to the race day, you're going to change that regulation. There was nothing that happened throughout the free practice or qualifying that provides a rationale for that decision. There was no danger being posed to any of the drivers not leaving at turn four. They were all safe to stay on track. There was no reason for it. Then you get to the race and you see Hamilton, and as you said earlier, 39 times out of the 56 laps,
2: 29.
1: 29 times out of the 56 laps, left the track entirely. All four wheels off at Turn 4 to give him a better run down towards, basically down towards Turn six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, and the stewards say nothing. Red Bull questions that decision. You know, our, our driver is staying on the track at Turn 4. This driver is not. What does the regulation say? Now, the regulation says Hamilton was absolutely fine. He's not gaining an advantage over a driver, depending on your view of what gaining an advantage is. My understanding is the FIA's view is that you have to be in the middle of an overtaking procedure for it to be classed as gaining an advantage. Uh, Yeah. So he's absolutely fine. And they say he's fine. So Red Bull gives the directive to Max. OK, Max, uh, Lewis is leaving the track turn four every time. You are free to do the same. The FIA have now said, race stewards have said, you are free to do the same. Max, even, to his credit, questions it. I mean, whether you should be questioning that after the race is a different matter. Says, are you, are you sure? Like, that's leaving track limits. Are you sure? Prepared will say, yeah, that's from the race stewards do it. So he does. And then he continues to do so during this overtaking procedure on Hamilton. Now, we saw earlier in the race, and I can't remember who the two were, I believe it was, was it Norris? Overtaking, I think he was overtaking signs. Not Leclerc, Norris and Leclerc. Norris and Leclerc. Leclerc left him no room. So Norris left the track at turn four, all four wheels off, not classed as gaining a significant advantage because he had nowhere to go. He had to leave the track, otherwise he would have crashed into it. So, yeah. therefore, he was allowed to gain the advantage, and he overtook. Um, here's where we run into the issue. Looking, so I've watched it slowed right down. Verstappen has got nose in front of Hamilton. At yes, that he point has. In yeah. the overtake, he's overtaken Hamilton then he leaves the track completely. But it into question, is that because he was aware of the fact, and when you watch it in slow motion, you can see Hamilton is not leaving him enough room to remain on the track with his rear wheels. If Verstappen hadn't left the track, Hamilton would have clipped him. And there's a question of, how aware is Verstappen of that fact how much of it is just driver memory because he's been leaving the track every turn, every lap, because that's the direction from the race stewards? And how much of it was just driver error and he put too much into turn four on the overtake and had to take the
2: runoff? But whatever happens, I think Verstappen was right to give the position back. That, that's That's a given. But um, I
1: think a lot of this falls down on the race stewards. I think the wrong call was made allowing that track infringement at all. I, 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 think, I, think, I think So going go with the, the, the Hamilton versus
0: Verstappen because that, that, this is the big one. The, 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 this decided the race. It's, Verstappen wasn't conclusively or decisively ahead of Hamilton. I think that's what it was. He? He, had a, he had a wheel in front. They were still virtually side by side. Yes, okay, Lewis could have given him a little bit more room, uh, but he's a racing driver and he's not going to do that. He's not going to give up the race, willingly. And I think that's what it was, isn't it? Because the fact that Lewis won off 29 times, but Lewis didn't gain an advantage. There was nobody behind him chasing him down. He was chasing Verstappen down and he wasn't really gaining any time by going that doing that little loop wide. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. It really is a tough one. Um, because I agree that the FIA have themselves by saying, Oh, you don't do it in practice, don't do it in qualifying, but you, it's okay, you can do it in the race up until it suits them not to do it in the race.
1: There's my issue with um, the when it suits them, exactly. Now,
0: and it comes with the thing that everyone says, Oh, the students have done that to favor Lewis Hamilton, no, they didn't, it was Hamilton who oh, was doing it. It was, it was Lewis Hamilton who was going off this track the most. He, I said 29 times out of 56 laps, he did it. So yeah. it's something to do with that. I think it's just um, it, there needs they need to be more consistency. Either put a gravel trap there, so if they do go wide, they're fucked. Or
1: allow them to go wide. You see, to me, it's view them as what they are. View them as the best racing drivers in the world and say to them, you don't leave the track at turn four. True. You can do and that too. That the best drivers in the world will say, "Okay, I can do that." I mean, come on, they can. I've seen Mark Webber drive a Formula One car between cones by kicking his back end out. I've seen Mark Webber drift a Formula One car in the rain on yes. on an uphill climb. If you're telling me they cannot keep that car on at turn four, regardless of the situation they're in, then they shouldn't be driving in Formula One.
0: I get that, but let's be honest. The Formula One drivers, they're, if there's going to be a way to exploit things, they're going to do it.
1: They've always the, done it. This is where it's the FIA's job to not allow that. It's the FIA's job to say no. We can see that people are exploiting this. The rule is that you don't leave track limits. That's the point of track limits.
2: Yeah. Because
1: you start to get to, and yes, it's extending the metaphor slightly, but you start to reach the point of, well, get rid of the polystyrene then at Monza and just let them go straight through on turn one. Because as long as they're not overtaking <laughs> someone taking the chicane, they're not getting a significant advantage. Just let them through. I get that. No, I, I I completely
0: agree with you. I, I said that uh, as I said there should there should be a gravel trap there, and or here's an idea: have that run off there, but you give them the flags. So you look at it, give them give them the black and white flags. They get three of them. That, that's them done. They're kicked out of the race. Yeah. Or you give them a penalty. That, that that should be there. That that should be precedent Not. You, so you say they can go wide at turn four, or for the whole weekend, or you tell them the whole weekend you can't go there. I think that. I genuinely do believe that that shafted Perez Paris, that's, uh, in that in qualifying, the fact that he went wide and he couldn't he, he couldn't recover from it, no. and it's a horrible situation. But so as I said, though Max gets past him, he clearly gets an advantage, he yeah. clearly gets an advantage because yeah, yeah, yeah. he he fucking, he fucking slingshots out of that thing and he's what, what four t- four tenths, five tenths ahead of Hamilton by that point, thinking, oh shit, here we go.
1: But, There's my argument that Hamilton was doing that every lap up until he was told not to.
0: Yeah, but the, 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 Hamilton wasn't gaining an advantage. This, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's, Lewis wasn't gaining anything, but Lewis was still doing it.
1: And it's, if he was gaining a, time, he was gaining an advantage. That, that's my argument. First
0: thing, if someone can break that down and we see how much Hamilton was gaining or wasn't gaining, then yeah, we could do that.
1: Because I would honestly, argue 20, doing that 29 times, that gains you what? If with the entire run down then to turn 8 you're gaining about half a second a lap I would say because it you saw the you, I mean you just said yourself the speed that Max came out of turn 4 with uh, I would say you probably gain like maybe 2.5 seconds not for, not half a second 2.25 of a second um,
0: okay. so 200th of a second something like that
1: yeah multiplied by 29 yeah all of a sudden, Hamilton comes second. You add that time on to his last... Seven,
0: it, it se- 7.25 seconds.
1: He'd have come second.
0: He would have... Because this, this is the thing. So, so I said, the Max gets past him, gets that massive slingshot out of there, and he pulls away. But Max stupidly, stupidly let Hamilton go on a straight, which was the he should not have done it.
1: He all he had to do was wait till the end of that straight, let him go on turn eleven, and yeah. he could have chased him down. Because he let him go on the straight, Hamilton got the slingshot, he got the continued run down to turn eleven, and then he was too far ahead then. When we got back yeah. round to the main straight, Max could not close that gap even with well, at one point he lost the D R S. Uh, he actually went outside of a second. Yeah. But he just... Yeah. I, 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 How much did he shaft himself over and how much did Red Bull make it sound on the team radio like it was very much a you do not... Uh, you don't stay ahead, you give the position back. How much does that sound like you give the position back now? And how much does it sound like well, it's, it's up to you, but at some point you need to give the position. Because he said at the end, I and mean, we we heard him on the radio to Horner saying, um, you know, why did not you just let me stay ahead? I'd taken the penalty and I found myself five seconds. Yeah. No. How I, much did it see dictation as opposed to driver error?
0: Well, they, they, they did tell him, that they told him to let, let Lewis go. Give yeah. the position back.
1: And, he and gave then Horner, back. Horner explained it away at the end as, uh, it was a steward decision. It was Stuart's direction from the stewards, not our direction.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky subject to talk about because there's no, there's, it, it's a stupidness. The fact that it shouldn't have happened, it shouldn't have. But if,
1: if it were a different driver, I think we would have seen a different result. It's Michael the, the, the Schumacher back in the day. Was told to give that position up or face a penalty. I think not only would he have taken the penalty, he'd have found the five seconds because oh, gotcha. that's the makings of a seven-time world champion.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at Hungary. Twenty-five quality lapses If I could pull out his arse. Yeah, um, I but think, think-
1: I think it shows, like we said, there's there's a level still of almost. Either overconfidence in his ability to gain that position back again because he gained it so easily in the first place, yeah, or a naivety in oh the stewards have told me to do this I need to do it immediately.
0: Yeah, I mean I I genuinely do think if he did pull I I think he would have I, I think he would have won the race I really do. Um yeah. But but Lewis Hamilton shows why he is a seven-time world champion yeah. why he's won. Uh, Why he's won all the races? He's won. Why he's led the laps? He's won. He he, he drove like a champion, and if, tactically was tactically, it was perfect by Mercedes.
2: The
0: mm-hmm. uh, driven, there was no errors in his driving, and he just.
1: Yeah. And let's not forget driving a car that is not as good as that Red Bull. Yeah. It's not. If you ask me this Stop. season which car I would rather be in, I would rather be in that Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree, I agree with you completely.
0: I, I'd rather be in that Red Bull. It just looks more planted than the Mercedes, but yeah. it's... It, it, it's Yes, it's all about the car, but about the driver as well, and Hamilton pulled out of his arse, and Hamilton wins the season opener for the first time in
1: six years. Yeah.
2: Which... I
1: hope isn't. And I know. I know you like Hamilton. I hope it's not a sign of things to come. I hope we do see Max getting some yeah. wins, and I, I hope they take it down to the wire because it's a bit makes us sound a little bit like my expectations are a bit too high. But I think we deserve that at this point.
0: We do. No, we do. I can be agreeing. Yes, okay. I, I want Lewis Hamilton to win the eight. I want him to do it purely for to show that he he's the greatest of all time in that regard and everything like that. And also yeah. British pride. <laughs> we can finally say to the Germans, we've got the best driver, so suck on that.
1: And Yeah, because <laughs> he drives for a German team. That's based in the UK. Uh, borders borders <laughs> mean nothing at this point.
0: <laughs> Look, let's not get, let's not get bogged down with who's come from where with you. So let's move on. But I do think, though, that um, I hope we do get a. I, I do hope we get a championship battle that goes to the end of the season. It's not over with six races to go. I really hope we get. I think, but one thing that is clear from this race is
1: Mercedes were not sandbagging at all. No, and no, it, is, it, it was legitimate it, pace, wasn't it? it? That was where they're at. It was. They, and it's, they've lost all of their advantage.
0: I mean, they've. I mean, I'll, I'll get this up. Do you know Mercedes? Yeah, they were 2.7 seconds slower in testing from yeah. Qualified 2020, which is the biggest uh, um, margin in any team in Formula One.
1: Which is you start to question, well, where's this come from? Then is this floor changes?
0: I think it was the fact. I think it was the fact that they that, that they couldn't do an overhaul of the, the, the car and also gas. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Oh, they
1: had to get rid of DAS, didn't they?
0: Yeah, that's what it isn't it? Because they us to get rid of DAS, and the fact that they could spend a couple of tokens here and there, because that's what it was. They couldn't do a whole redesign, they were given tokens, and they could only pick a couple of things to design. You, you know McLaren got no tokens because they changed the Mercedes.
1: Changed the Mercedes, but the advantage of changing to the Mercedes made up for having no tokens.
0: Exactly, and also that chassis is made for the Mercedes engine. Yeah. Um, so we so Lewis Hamilton wins, Verstappen second, Bottas third, um, Perez fourth. That's our top four. So the Red Bull, so uh, Mercedes Red Bull, Mercedes Red Bull. Yep. Who would you say, though, Luke? Before we before we end this podcast, who is your driver of the weekend?
1: Uh, my driver of the weekend. Uh, I was torn. I think Norris showed a drive beyond his years. Um, to have a teammate in Ricardo that he kept at bay for quite a significant amount of the race. Uh, He pulled (laughs) off some stunning overtakes at Turn 4. But I think, all things considered, I have to give it to Perez. I think to be in the position that he was in coming into the race, and to once again climb through the ranks the way that he did I mean I turned around at one point turned back round his fourth and, whoa <laughs> hang on a minute <laughs> you, you were dead last son what's going on not yes advantage being the pace of that car but then you still have to have the man behind the wheel operating it at the highest level and he showed himself to be a class above quite a lot of the field
2: yeah. He uh,
1: did. I mean Bahrain isn't one of the most difficult tracks to make overtakes on. It's not. You know, there's there's plenty of opportunities to overtake, but he did it. Um I think if he'd not had the issue of being out in Q2, if he'd not had the tyre issue, if he'd not had the starting in the pit lane issue, he would have been in front of Bottas at the end of the race.
2: Oh, oh, oh!
0: Saucy, tasty, spicy. (laughs) But I agree with you there. I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc, for my drive of the weekend. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. So I mean, great qualifying lap pulled out of his backside, and qualified in fifth, um, and he finished fifth and. He showed glimpses of his talent with the battles with Norris that Ferrari unfortunately is nowhere near where it should be to yeah. see the best out of Leclerc and Sainz but I mean you know 12 points for Ferrari I've seen what their car was like last season is a massive massive improvement for them and I think, fant- I think they've got a very very good lineup there and I'm excited to see where they go and I hope that they, they they're able to get up there and cause them a little bit of problems for the uh for the McLarens and the Wimpole uh, and Mercedes, I hope they get up there. But yeah, my drive of the weekend is uh, Charles Leclerc. It was it was close to being Hamilton.
1: Yeah, it's, it's difficult, close. isn't it? Because if it were anybody else, I think we might be looking at them and saying, yeah, they held that race. They managed to make that race happen for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept Verstappen at bay at the end, but it's Lewis. And there's almost <laughs> exactly. the burden of expectation on him. We expect that of him at this point.
0: Exactly. It's, it's, it, it, you just put it perfectly. It's Lewis. And this is what we expect from Lewis. Anything else is a shocker.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: so, so then we move now on to the Nikita Mazepin Award for the worst drive of the weekend. Uh, Luke, who are you going to go for?
1: Well, funnily enough, Nikita Mazepin. Um,
2: yeah, it just, it's
1: uh-oh. very difficult to to rationalise giving it to anybody else I mean awful in qualifying yes awful in the race awful in three corners yes I mean he said himself he said it was an awful start to the to the season for him an awful start to Formula One for him
0: very honest
1: which I like I'm not inclined to disagree I don't think he could really say anything else Um. I just think it's difficult, even to say, as someone talking about Formula One, it's difficult to say that he's in any position to be there. I mean, Mika Salo has said that's a guy who doesn't belong here. <laughs>
0: Don't you saying that? Jesus Christ. Next one would be Luca Badoa. If Luca <coughs> Padoa says he deserve to be Formula One, then you know that something's wrong.
1: <laughs> Mazepin, that's a guy that doesn't belong here. Danish newspaper has started calling him Mazaspin. Um, <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, Gunther, Gunther Stein has come out and said, in defence of him, and said, you know, Mick span as well both of them are being a bit too brutal on the throttle but that's something that they have to learn
2: our yeah. car's
1: not easy to drive if we ever manage to beat the Williams that will be good but our aim this year is to be prepared with the drivers so that they're strong when our car is good again and hearing that from your team director is not the one is it
2: when no. our car
1: is good again
2: no
0: but the thing about Gunter Steiner is he's, fu- he's fucking brutally honest and I like that about Gunter Steiner yeah um, so yeah, no, my 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 pick is um, surprisingly Nikita Mazepin. Um, I, I'm shocking, I know. I ain't gonna lie, it was very close to being Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. very close if to being Maz- Sebastian. If
1: Mazepin Vettel. hadn't been in that race, it would have been Vettel. Yeah, it By would have. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. So, um, so that, there we have. That is the Bahrain Grand Prix broken down. Um, Luke, it's an absolute pleasure breaking this game with you. Fantastic race uh, to do it on. Um, I don't understand why there's a fucking massive gap to the next one, which obviously will be at one of the greatest tracks in Formula One history, Imola. But look Finally. before we go I love Imola so much. Um, so look before we go there. do you want to do your plugs my friend?
1: Plugs? Well, um, oh well, I do nothing. Well, no plug
0: your Twitter my friend.
1: Yeah I I'm on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash to 911 so I stream Mondays Wednesdays Fridays and Sundays at 8.30pm GMT uh, all sorts of stuff so Assassin's Creed Origins The Witcher 3 uh, we have Friday Fun Day which is just a random games night could be anything and everything and flight simulator on a Sunday we used to do Formula 1 I threw a bit of a temper tantrum we don't do Formula 1 anymore uh, <laughs> temper tantrum, he's putting it nicely mate Singapore. you had a you had a bitch fit <laughs> Singapore pissed me off we don't race anymore uh, but yeah. was, that, was it Vietnam pissed you off both ok ok that cool. Vietnam circuit can fuck off uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Vietnam can fuck off it's so horrible this is why this is why I sit on the internet and talk about Formula 1 uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I'm also, you know, I'm on Discord, but you can find that through my Twitch. I'm on Twitter, but you can find that through my Twitch. And uh, generally just hanging around, having a good time, taking the piss out of people.
0: Yeah, Luke is so nice to people on Twitch. Doesn't say anything bad about people. Um, not mean at all.
1: <laughs> oh, Luke, plug your stuff so I can talk shit about you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no but no uh, you can find me on Twitter at rsordas995 you can find me on Twitter as well at saunders 9495 where I play GTA and I shoot people in the dick because it's fun Uh, you can also find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore opinions you can also find them on Apple Spotify PubBeat wherever wherever you get your uh, podcast from but Luke until next time it's been a pleasure as always talking to you sir Um, and I shall look forward to speaking to you about Imela Yes,
1: I will I will see you on the 19th of April, which feels like a million miles away, doesn't it? It
0: really does. Man. It I won't really talk does. to you until then. No, no, I, won't, I, won't, I, I, I I want nothing to do with you That's until the 19th. Like so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> do feel free to pop us your insights as well over Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Be happy to have a look at some of those and look at reading some of those out next time around as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have a have a good break three week break from the Formula One guys and we will see you on the next one we will bye bye
0: oh Luke doesn't say goodbye Bye. Bye. bye bye